Tyler, you dumb bitch. Let's make a podcast. <laughs> you know that's going to be the, the intro. <laughs> uh, good to be back. It's time to podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome to You Activated My Podcast, the weekly, weekly, weekly. Yu-Gi-Oh recap podcast. Uh, we're really stretching the but definition of let me, weekly. Let me let me let me let me maybe wind that back. Let me replay that. The last standing, the last remaining, the final Yu-Gi-Oh recap podcast. Uh, as of the last time I checked, I think we're the only people still reviewing this show. Uh, recapping the show, I should say. Uh, we are the Road Warriors in the Thunderdome of early 2000s anime based on children's card games. <laughs> Standing tall. Two, two cards enter, one card leaves. Uh, we are both those cards. Um, I'm Tyler. I'm Jimmy. This week on the show, we are back and we are talking about uh, season two, episode thirteen, lucky number thirteen, the Master of Magicians: Colon, Part Three. Ooh, spooky! Uh, Appropriate n- for the Halloween season. Yeah, I think so. We'll say that break was intentional, right? Yeah. Uh, Jimmy, you and I took a, a bit of a hiatus from the podcast. We had some life stuff going on. Not intentionally. Not intentionally. It was. It was one of those where it was like, all right, we just straight up can't do it the first week. And then something else happened. And then something else yeah. happened. Brief recap. I moved. You yep. moved. Yep. I traveled. Uh-huh. You traveled. I had a home invasion. You right. uh, didn't have internet. Did more stuff. You didn't have internet for like a week. Uh, ooh, more than a week, my friend. More than a week. Uh, <laughs> I can go into that story. Which is difficult for you having an internet-based job. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I am... Um... You know, in in the in the immortal words of Michael Gary Scott, I'm not superstitious, but I am a little stitious. Jimmy, I think that I may be, I may have been affected by a curse. <laughs> I, oh, a, a witch or a warlock or some An sort of ancient pharaoh. Yeah, some sort of ancient pharaoh power uh, uh, did not want me to have internet. And I don't know if it's worth going into on this podcast, but I, I'm gonna call him out. BT, BT, you done goofed. Uh, British Telecom, in all their infinite wisdom, could not figure out how to give me, a British citizen, telecom. <laughs> so they failed on both parts of their name. <laughs> you kept sending me these updates on how many ways they fucked up. Just like constantly. It continues. And it was absolutely it, breathtaking. It continues. I'm no longer a customer of theirs and they keep fucking up. <laughs> they sent me a bill yesterday for really? negative 34 pounds. <laughs> and I don't know what to do with it. And then somebody you called me. It. 
somebody called me this morning. Well, I don't know. I don't know how. I don't know what to do. Somebody <laughs> called me this would, morning. Like, yes, here is my negative dollars. And then <laughs> right. you like put your hand out. I guess. You walk um, into their money, store. Money, please. <laughs> But somebody called Money, me this please. morning. I was at the train station, so I couldn't answer. But they called, and it was somebody from the complaints department following up on a complaint that I filed like a month ago now, uh, seeing that I had canceled my BT account, and them being like, well, you put in a complaint, so does that mean that you want something fixed? Because I can see that you canceled, so did you want to cancel or did you want us to reschedule? I'm confused. Like they said in the voicemail message, I'm confused several times. And I'm sitting yeah, there thinking, I, I can see that. Yeah. I, can, uh, I think a lot of you are confused there. <sighs> All of that to say, folks who work in customer service, who work in complaints departments, especially are doing the Lord's work. That's what I do for a living, so I have to say that. It's a, t- it's a tough job, you know? Like, nobody wants to be the person that somebody is angry at. But yeah. there is something about this company and the policies that they put in place and the way that they do business where, frankly, I'm surprised that they can continue to do business. But I've broken free of the witch's curse. I have found a separate solution, uh, although that solution did, did go down for a day. <laughs> We're back now. Things are working. Uh, And I have internet service in my home, which is where I conduct business via the internet. (laughs) So It's like the entire UK, just like when they they treat internet the way people treated electricity when it first came out and they were all superstitions and thought that having it in your house would be like harmful to you. I don't want it's, none of that fancy internet in my house. It's the not opposite. on my island. It's strangely the opposite, though, because it's like, yeah, you oh, we want to set you up with the best internet, with the best, uh, you know, speeds and the best thing. And I'm like, great, cool. Uh, when can you it be can't ready? do that because you live on an island? <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, but but like every time, I would like try to i i just wanted to like throw money at these people right all i Mm -hmm. wanted to do was pay them they could have named any price and i probably would have paid it right if it had meant getting internet quickly (laughs) uh i read a great tweet one time that was like money can't buy happiness but fire hosing cash at adult problems certainly eliminates many obstructions to happiness amen amen (laughs) (laughs) Uh, truer, truer words have rarely been spoken. Um, but it's all mostly settled now. So we'll. I we'll can see how it talk pans to out. you and have a video call, and we can record this podcast. Finally, this which is, is quite good nice. enough for me. Yeah. Uh, Even though you do look a little blurry, but. Well, it's, I mean, I'm also sitting back from the camera. I have a chair now that I'm sitting in. It's wonderful. Wow. It has wheels. It swivels. What a time to be alive! It goes. I'm moving up and down for the podcast listeners. I have the uh, same chair I've always had. Well, we can't all be special. No. Uh, the rest of your move went well, though, it sounds like. The rest of my move went pretty well. Uh, I'm fully moved into this new place. We adopted some chickens. Uh, yeah, we have okay, three. Okay, no, 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 no. Stop right there. Because, <laughs> see, I learned about this the old-fashioned way from Facebook. When and where and why did you adopt chickens? 
How are you? Uh, my, are the cats herding them in the living room? Like, where are these chickens being held? The chickens, Tyler, live in the chicken coop, where they belong. The hen you house. have a chicken coop. We have a chicken run, which, upon learning that's what, what it was called, I finally got that Chicken Run the movie was a pun. Welcome. Because <laughs> I had never... <laughs> Being a suburban kid, I had never thought about chickens before or where they would live. But we have... <laughs> never um, thought about chickens before. Full stop. <laughs> chickens. Consider What's the chicken. deal? <laughs> uh, anyway, we have three young hens. They haven't laid any eggs yet, but should be a couple of weeks. They're getting settled into their new coop, and once they're happy, they should start laying eggs. Nice. Their names are Speedball, Lana Del Lay, and Chris Hensworth. Okay, the second two I get. What's the origin of Speedball? Is this a drug chicken? Uh, my is roommate is named chicken? that one, and he said it's because Speedball sounds like the name like a real redneck would name their chicken. Oh, that is not encouraging on any level. <laughs> uh, is is this chicken secretly a mule? Uh, it's white. The other two are black. Okay. Okay, you know, okay, knowing, okay, all right. So, I don't you know, know maybe Decisions because were made. it looks like cocaine or something. I yeah, don't know. Yeah, that's, that will, okay. It's speedball. All right. Well, good. I hope they, uh, I hope they settle in. Yeah, they're, they're good little, little ladies. Good. Ladies. Little ladies. Look little at those ladies. little ladies out there. The hens. I always love hearing about when people get new pets uh, or, or, or animals of any kind. I don't know if you would call a chicken a, a pet necessarily if it's performing a service for your household uh, in, in the form like, of egg laying. Yeah, they're more like servants or something. Yeah, I don't know. Food production uh, 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 vehicles. Um, but I love hearing the ways that people decide to refer to them because it's so immediate, right? Where you mm-hmm. you get this animal into your into your life and you're like, oh, you are my blank, like, blank, like, well, like, like people would call Pepper like our son, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm well, like, yes, yeah, yeah, he is. That makes sense. Uh, but I've also heard people refer to their dogs as like my little old man uh, or my <laughs> my grumpy uncle. Ollie was definitely a little old man, right? And it's it's so funny to hear just how quickly we go. Nope, this is no longer a a uh, just a a thing with four legs and an appetite this is a people well i call them little ladies and specifically in the voice the voice little ladies because um one of my favorite viners r.i.p vine was shan dude uh she was the one from the vine who's dancing with a chicken on her shoulder and she refers to chickens as the little ladies and so now that is just stuck in my mind when i look at the chickens I don't think I can picture this vine, and that's killing me. It's one of the most famous vines. <laughs> Tyler, from all the vine compilations you watched, I've like, all watched, the time? I have, Jimmy, I have sunk, and I say this with pride, several full days into vine compilation videos. Uh, <laughs> vine compilation videos are go-to depression watching, my friend. Uh... And if I cannot think of what this vine is, it's not that popular. I don't mean to brag, but I've seen a lot of vines. 
Are you looking it up? Is that what you're doing right now? I am looking it up. 177,000 views just in this one YouTube re-upload. I'm going to drop this Please. right here. Oh, yeah. There. I'll send it to uh, you in the chat. Okay, let's see what this is. Uh, loading. It's Shandu, denting with the I've chicken. literally never seen this vine before. Really? It's funny. I get it. It's doing the Two of Hearts song. Yeah, dancing with a chicken on dancing her shoulder. Dancing with a chicken on her shoulder. Cool. I've never seen that vine before in my life. I don't believe you. I think you just forget it. Uh, that could very well be. Look at all these chickens. I remember that <laughs> vine. That's what I'm going to say now when I walk out outside. Look at Good. that chicken coop. Good. I'm glad. I'm glad. Uh... We don't have any new animals uh, that belong to us, but we do have hedgehogs. You told me about these hedgehogs, and you said that Lauren got a video, and I haven't seen it yet. Show oh, me I'll, the goddamn hedgehogs. I'll have her send it to you. I'm trying to... No, it's on her phone. Um, I'll have her send How it to you. How dare you not provide me with hedgehog content? It, that so, is okay, the so, quintessentially British thing. So there's not a whole lot to show in that video, but what happened was is we have this little back garden... And uh, I just like it was kind of late one night. We were getting ready for bed, and I put Pepper out there to do his business. And I noticed him like not lunging necessarily, but like sort of tr leaping around and trying to figure out what the deal was with one particular bush. And so I I, I grab him because I figure like oh maybe it's a squirrel or something. And I look, and it's a giant spiky ball. Oh. And it's like it's like big. It's like a it's like a deflated soccer ball, right? It's huh. like pretty sizable. That is big. And then there's a smaller one right next to it. Oh. That's like the size of like an orange. Oh, a baby. Yeah. And so I I called Lauren out and we're like looking at him and realizing, "Wait a second. This is just a thing here that we haven't encountered before. Like they're just wild hedgehogs in England." Uh and so they're are a few hedgehogs apparently that are gearing up for hibernation that uh, use our back garden as a sleeping place. Sometimes we've seen them once since then. Oh, that's uh, delightful. Just saw the saw the baby running around, um, but I, I, I they don't appear often, is what I've been hearing. So uh, we're gonna leave some like maybe some dog food or something out for them, is what mm -hmm. people say to leave out, uh, just to make sure that they're all ready for hibernation and everything. But we have become a, a, a safe haven for our spiky friends. That's good. Yeah. So kind of the opposite of chickens. Yeah, I was expecting this story to end with Pepper getting his nose poked. No, I was worried that that's what had happened. But, Since uh, he's but a, no, luckily he, a hunting dog. Yeah. Luckily he figured out that this, <laughs> this hedgehog could have kicked his ass. <laughs> I mean, there's a big hedgehog. I'm pretty sure it probably weighed more than him. Pretty sure there's a lot of things that would kick Pepper's ass. Uh, most things. Most things would <laughs> kick Pepper's ass. Poor Pepper. We uh, we're, we're getting a dog sitter for Christmas time, and uh, uh, oh yeah, because surprise, we're coming to Portland. Uh, what? Christmas tour. We'll talk about it off mic. Uh, but uh, we're we're trying to get a dog sitter for him, so we met with somebody, and just like took him over to their house, and and we're you know kind of showing them around and everything. 
and they're asking about uh, how Pepper does like on walks and like with other dogs. Mm-hmm. And we're like, well, you know, he's kind of, it's not that he dislikes other dogs. It's just that he's intimidated by any dog bigger than him. And they were like, Which oh, so, so any dog. <laughs> we're like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is fine. It's okay. Yeah. It's you funny know, because our cats are the opposite because I live with four cats now. Oh, Jesus. Uh, but the God biggest cat, uh, Susu, who looks like a panther because he's a quarter serval, right. is like bullied by the other cats because he's the most timid. And so the other cats will just like be mean to him. The gentle giant. He's the gentle giant. He's my sweet spooky boy. <laughs> Again, fitting that we're on the 13th episode and Halloween's coming up. Ooh, black cats. Uh, do we want to talk about this episode? Let's talk about Yu-Gi-Oh. That's what people are waiting for. Give the people what they want. It's time to discuss the episode. Jimmy, as I said, this is episode 13 of season two, Master of Magicians, colon, part three. I can't believe that we had such a long fucking break and we're just on part three of a three-parter. <laughs> this freaking three-parter, yeah. I, I fully sat down to be like, man, I can't wait to get into a new Yu-Gi-Oh story. <laughs> Nope, same Yu-Gi-Oh story. Uh, Actually, it was kind of nice to come away from it for a bit and then come back. I did need a break, it's not like, I think. Yeah, it's not from, the same thing week after week. Yeah, no, I didn't need a break from the podcast. I didn't need a break from Yu-Gi-Oh. I needed a break from this specific storyline. <laughs> from freaking Arcana. Uh, so the translated and title of this episode... And dark energy discs. <laughs> the translated title of this episode is The Magician's Disciple, Black Magician Girl. Gee, I wonder who's going to show up in this episode, Jimmy. Hmm. It's a mystery. The episode hmm. summary says, To counter Arcana's dark magician, Yugi pulls a rabbit out of his hat. The dark magician girl. Gee, I wonder who's going to show up in this episode. <laughs> it's the battle of the sexes to determine the true master of magicians. Boy, you remember when battle of the sexes was a, a thing that everybody was trying to do? I do remember that. Like every game show found a way to do battle of the sexes. Every game show we did something like that at like church camp oh all over the yeah place. boys yeah. versus girls in various sports or competitions out of the sexes because they gotta pit them against each other because that's healthy good. it's like taking two bugs and putting them in a in a jar to see who fights i mean i like that we're comparing the sexes to bugs now <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I, you know what? mm. Battle of the sexes is bad is what I'm trying to say. (laughs) Gender is a made up construct and a spectrum and just get over it. Uh, I was so thankful for the recap of this episode, Jimmy. Uh, we have largely, been gone from the show for a while. Yeah, largely because we've been gone from the show for a while, but also because it reminded me right away we are back in the Soul Circus. <laughs> the Circus of Souls! Uh, <laughs> because that's the voice Arcana uses for everything. <laughs> it's so strange, too, because he explains so much. Arcana is so into exposition. Oh, I love exposition, Tyler. But it sounds like he's constantly about to run out of breath. <laughs> like he's just going to end a sentence and wheeze horribly. Oh, Tyler, have you seen my inhaler? It's my most <laughs> oh, favorite possession. 
maybe maybe his maybe his real name should be uh instead of arcana it'd be just asthma uh in the last episode arcana fired the ectoplasm uh, that's from the a, only note we have on the last episode that Arcana well fired the ectoplasm. Those are the words that they use. He's like, F- "I fire my ectoplasm," <laughs> uh, f- which was some card effect. And I'm not going to look back in the notes because firing the ectoplasm is as good as this is going to get. Uh, and that caused uh, a, a chain reaction by which Arcana's dark magician. And correct me if I'm wrong here, because I, I totally could be. As I recall, Arcana's dark magician's soul was consumed to become ectoplasm. And that ectoplasm was then uh, 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 shooted, was then was yep. uh, uh, scooted over to uh, attack Yugi's life points. But because the card that turned dark magician into ectoplasm speaks to more generally than Arcana remembered, it did the same thing to Yugi's Dark Magician, even though uh, Jesus' Dark Magician died for our sins and was on the cross. Does that yes. sound right to you? I do. Re- now I remember that as though a bad dream. The only reason I remember Jesus' Dark Magician is because our chat still has that picture from the comic <laughs> that you sent me, where it's Dark Magician on the cross dying for our sins. Um, but so, so effectively what happened is that Arcana just didn't read the card properly and it killed both dark magicians. There's a lot of that in this episode where Arcana plays some card or monster or whatever. And Yugi's like, aha, it applies to like everything around here. Well, you know, Jimmy, his heart just wasn't in the deck. His heart was not in the cards. And that's the show, everybody. <laughs> that's what Yu-Gi-Oh is all about. Uh, good night. Uh, so, okay, so there's no Dark Magicians. Yu-Gi is still one attack away from being, quote, banished to the Shadow Realm forever. Ta-da. Yeah. Now we're in the episode. Remember, they're both still locked on both sides of this, like, oh, right. circus ring, I guess, is the term for it. With Yeah, it's a dark- one-ring circus. It's a one ring circus and they've got, they're locked in place and they have these dark energy discs which are totally just like recolored actual buzz saws uh, coming in to trap and slice the legs off of whoever's the loser. I mean, send them to the shadow realm, which is better somehow. (laughs) You can't show someone losing their leg, but you can show someone's soul going to hell for all eternity. Right, right. I mean, it's It's sort of like why why there's lightsabers and not just actual swords it's because that way you can you can say oh it just cauterized the wound right away so we don't show blood <laughs> but like you're still cutting that dude's arm off yeah you're still killing a child in this episode <laughs> is really what we're what we're positioning here right you like, still got a child trapped in this friggin saw trap it's not a good look fam like it's not good <laughs> uh but so we jump back into the duel that's described in the recap and Yu-Gi-Oh explains Jimmy basically what you just said. He says, uh, Arcana has already lost just by putting his trust in Merrick instead of the heart of the cards. 
He just keeps going on about that heart of the motherfucking cards. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> so he does this. I'm just reading through my notes. I'm so sorry. It's so strange. Arcana's just like train of thought here. Through a series of internal monologues, Arcana reveals to the audience, basically while Yugi is talking, that Merrick helped him build his deck specifically to beat Yugi. So he's not paying attention to Yugi. He's just going, no, 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 no. I know that I have the cards specifically designed to beat the cards that you have. Which is actually a good idea. I don't know if anyone in the show has even tried this before, building a deck to counter another deck. That's a good point, actually. You know, you feel like... Everyone's always, like, creating these crazy strategies where they, like, stab the moon or they're, like, all, like, shark and fish people or whatever. Right. What if or they're, build... or they're coding their cards in in X ray uh, uh, dots, right? Yeah, but no one has ever just like sat down and been like, okay, we know he has th- these cards. Let's just build a deck that's strong against that deck because they're fucking cards. God, you know, like Kaiba has got to be sitting in a lab somewhere looking at all this data that he's been collecting, being like, ugh. Well, like, I could build this deck. Pardon me, let me do the Kaiba voice. I, I could build this deck to beat Yugi, but I it, I don't have room for blue eyes anymore. <laughs> and then he just puts blue eyes back in and, and loses. ruins the deck. Because he gots to have that blue eyes. Gots, gots to have to. it. Uh... But you're right, you know, with all this uh, all this information that they have now with Battle City, you'd think that more people would just be like, ah, fuck that guy. Yeah, <laughs> fuck this guy in particular. <laughs> he has won literally every duel. Let's uh, let's maybe take him out so we can yeah, concentrate on the game. <laughs> let's knock this 13-year-old down a peg. Yeah, this freaking power user. Uh, so Arcana plays a card face down, ends his turn, and reminds Yugi that, quote... The grand finale is so close. I can practically taste it. I can't do his voice as well as you can. The grand finale is so close. I can practically taste it. Oh, God. Oh, it's like its own porn parody. Oh, I hate it. Uh, Then, to make matters worse, he licks his lips. Yeah. At the end of the line. While staring directly at Yugi. Because that's not weird. Oh, boy. Uh... (laughs) So he calls himself uh, at this point the uh, king of dark magicians. Because Again, he's so into magic. Because he's so into magic, and uh, he has uh, uh, multiple dark magicians in his deck. Is a thing that yeah. he's sort of said before, and he's like bringing up again now. Uh, and uh, you, you had a good note here. Yugi has a line about sort of the. It's specifically Yami who says this. Uh, what kind of king would extract the soul of his very own dark magician? And they're like, you're the pharaoh from, you know, so, ancient Egypt. Have you seen how monarchies operate? Yeah, you know, I mean, I wouldn't call it soul extracting necessarily, but subjugating, sure. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the people under your control serve you because they don't have a choice. Right. Right. Not, I mean... I'm sure Yami is a benevolent ruler and would never consume the soul of anyone who didn't deserve it, but... I didn't vote for him! <laughs> help, help, I'm being repressed. 
<laughs> now we see the violence inherent in the system. Now we uh, see the violence. <laughs> in the form of actual buzz saws. <laughs> in which the form is, of buzz saws cutting off a child's legs. Which is the next note that I have here, which is Yugi or Yami specifically tries to play high and mighty and start like lecturing Arcana on like you can't be a good king if you're stealing people's souls, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But Arcana does that like, what's that? Sorry, can't quite hear you. Mm, I can't hear you over the hum of the dark energy discs. And then it like zooms into like the dark energy disc over by Yugi, and it's just like making this pleasant hum. Like, I would totally understand if they were not censored buzzsaws, because buzzsaws make a hell of a racket. Right. But these discs are just making this very quite pleasant white noise. It's like a humidifier or something. Just a a pleasant hum. Can somebody... I need a dark energy disc in my bedroom to help me sleep at night. Right. Can somebody please just, like, grab a clip of the dark energy disc and loop it for 10 hours? YouTube video, 10 hours of dark energy disc. I mean, that would be right up there with, like, that uh, that Enterprise bridge white noise. That's some good ambient noise. Some good shit. Uh, did we ever determine whether or not these were censored buzzsaws? Oh, we they're totally censored buzzsaws. They are? We confirmed yeah. that? Okay, okay. I couldn't remember or not. But you're right. I mean, I'm glad that they changed the sound because a buzzsaw a, 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 a buzzsaw cutting into bone, uh, cutting into duelist bone is not a, a, a good sound. Um, so Yugi plays... It's Yugi's turn in the duel that's happening. You remember. Oh, the duel. The car, You know, the card game. <laughs> Um, yes. that the show is ostensibly about. <sighs> Jimmy, I have so many problems with the <laughs> card that he plays because he plays a card called Gazelle, the king of mythical beasts. That's the full con- card. Like, that's the full name. Mm-hmm. Gazelle, comma, the king of mythical beasts. Maybe it's a colon. I don't know. I don't care. And the monster that comes out is A, not a gazelle, and no. B... Gazelles aren't mythical. <laughs> the, yeah, the creature that comes out is clearly like, almost like a werewolf, but it has a unicorn horn. That's a gazelle. The gazelle, the the creature that appears here, is an axe cop character. <laughs> <laughs> that Full was stop. my immediate thought too. Gazelle is werewolf cop with unicorn horn. Yep. Uh. Just an angry lion man, lion man with just one horn. Why is it called gazelle? I'm literally googling this stupid thing right now. Let's find out. I mean, I nope, really want to pull. I want. I want to pull like a kombucha girl on this, right, and be like disgusted at first, but maybe there's a good explanation. But I'm mm-hmm. feeling like just the first part of that meme right now, where I'm just like. No, it's named Gazelle in literally every language. In Japanese, it's Genju Ogazaru, which translates as Phantom Beast King Gazelle. Phantom? Okay, see, that's a little bit better. Because gazelles are technically beasts. (laughs) Are they phantoms? No, but this guy could be. But a a ghost gazelle? Yeah. Gazelles have ghosts. 
That'd be kind of spooky. The I wouldn't want to be haunted by is, that. This monster moves so fast that it looks like an illusion to mortalize. To mortalize. Ooh. Yeah, you're like looking out into the, I don't know, jungle or whatever. And Gazelle, the king of mythical beasts out there, is doing the Picard maneuver, where it like travels faster than the speed of light, so it looks like there's two of him. Oh, right, right. And then one of them is actually behind you. Yeah. And there were four lights the whole time. <laughs> Nothing personnel, kid. Uh, <laughs> so, okay. All right. Well, okay. You've kind of turned me around on Gazelle then. <laughs> no, it's still dumb. Gazelle can be a phantom king. Uh, <laughs> the hooded king, Gazelle. Um, the shadow king. And I, Jack, the mythical beast king. <laughs> Gazelle is uh, two syllables, so it doesn't work. No, and I, Gazelle, the king of mythical beasts, <laughs> um, grow oh so tired of the same old thing. Um, Arcana, as Gazelle is played, Gazelle can't even do anything cool in this duel. So yeah, nope. The other reason I'm like... He's such a chump in this episode. Left as soon as he comes in. Uh, Arcana reveals a trap card that uh, kind of looks like a giant Venus flytrap pokemon um yeah it says what's the name of this thing i i I couldn't even be be arsed i'm sorry uh it's like a giant uh scales with a mouth yes yes it's it's well but the scales themselves are mouths or part of the mouth they're like two bear traps hanging down if i remember right but yeah. it doesn't matter. It appears for like two seconds. It it does. Well, it appears for longer than Gazelle does, which makes me kind of yeah. mad. But the thing that it does is it makes the number of monsters that Yugi has on the field equal to the number of monsters that Arcana has on the field, which, for anyone keeping score at home, is zero. <laughs> so, so what so happens play- if he played this and Arcana had more monsters than, than Yugi? Does Yugi just get free monsters? Where do they come from? I, I I wondered the same thing myself. There has to be text on this card. Uh, I almost wonder if we do can do. You just look draw at, uh, cards until you get beasts m- maybe? or monsters. I, I don't. I I genuinely I couldn't say. I have no idea. I was so upset by <laughs> my gazelle. I didn't even keep track. Um, I'm trying to look it up right now just to see if it's in here somewhere uh the other thing that it looks like that whatever this trap is it looks like um because i brought up pokemon earlier it looks like ludiculo is that the one the, yes like, the salsa pokemon the mariachi pokemon yes i'm familiar with the one it looks Ludicolo. like that because it's bright green for some reason oh yeah it does have ludicolo's like sombrero head Ludicolo. also has like Ludicolo? I don't know where the pronunciation is. Ludicolo. I've, I've never had to pronounce it out loud. Ludicrous. <laughs> Ludicrous wrapping Pokemon uh, has a sombrero a head that has like spikes on it. That I think is supposed to be like a pineapple because he's very pineapple shaped. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which again feels very similar to whatever this thing is and i can't 
Is the wiki gone? Oh my Oh there it is. Oh thank God. Oh I just had a whew, that was a close one. I was Googling and I was expecting to find the uh the, no, the whole the, wiki just the wikia. got taken I, down. I couldn't find it. Uh and I found it. No, this is season one. Two people Googling stuff. This makes for great audio. This makes for great audio. Jimmy, you know what? It doesn't fucking matter what this card is called. It's gone. Uh, basically, as soon as it arrives, uh, it's just a giant green awkward mess with teeth. Uh, and it uh, gobbles uh, gobbles up both Gazelle, comma, the king of mythical Demon beasts. scales. Demon scales. It's my favorite From Software game. Uh... <laughs> Demon scales. Boy, it doesn't look like a demon scales. I mean, it's doesn't look great. I'll give it that. But why is it bright green? Because it's a demon. Look, it's a creature. It's got like little eyeballs. You see this thing? I, I'll send you the card art. But it's like... Uh, that is not what it looks like in the show. Demon card. It gobbles them up. And then it has like two scales with claws or like teeth on them. Uh, but the point is that it mashes its scaly hands together and the cards in its maw get et. This is going to make sense to like maybe three of our listeners. Demon Scales has megabyte vibes. Like the very early animated TV show? Yeah, the villain from Reboot. Isn't a megabyte? Am I getting that wrong? No, the guy with the huge jaws. Yeah, 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 yeah. I can kind of see it. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I don't know what I expected by googling just megabyte. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it is uh, too late to be podcasting, my friend. Um. So anyway, so that upsetting thing happens, and uh, it 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 pulls a it pulls a, a, a the Munch Squad goes away. Yeah. Uh, uh, they they make a podcast within the podcast and all disappear. Uh, it gobbles up Gazelle, comma the King of Mythical Beasts, and uh, Big Shield Gardener, which was the other defense mode monster that Yugi had out that just yeah. has a lot of defense, and it was kind of his last like lifeline. <laughs> so Gazelle comes out, the King of Mythical Beasts, all mythical beasts. The ki- their king comes out and is immediately gobbled up and dies. Bye. <laughs> It's like it's like if you had the first half of the Lion King. And we mm-hmm. get to that point where he Simba returns as uh, as an adult and he he sort of uh, uh I'm just now realizing that it's been long enough since I've seen the Lion King. I don't fucking remember how this goes, but he returns as an adult. Let's just say that he's welcomed, right? Welcomed back with open arms. Uh, and, and he, uh, or no, he confronts Scar, right? I'm yeah. forgetting the plot of this film. The other uh, lionesses welcome him back. Right, right, right. The other, so, the other animals. It's like if Simba returned as an adult, majestic <laughs> and resplendent, and he goes and he fucking jumps off a cliff. He just <laughs> like, like takes a wrong turn. Scar just pulls out a pistol and shoots him. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's sort of the How the fuck are you still alive? Get, get out of here. Gazelle here. Um... And, uh, yeah, so that goes away. Uh, and 
Arcana just assumes that that's the end of Yugi's turn and t- starts taking his turn, which I hate. I hate that they do in this show. I want more people to say, and I'm done. <laughs> and now the turn passes to you. Yugi, Be more polite. Yugi just stonewalls him by not letting him pass his turn, so it just keeps going and going. Maybe a chess timer, right? Yeah. But Tournament so anyways, rules. So Arcana just goes, he draws a card, and then he plays Dark Magic Curtain, which lets him summon Dark Magician, uh, his second Dark Magician, because remember, again, he's the king of Dark Magicians, blah, 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 blah. He has two in his deck, big deal. Uh, He draws a second Dark Magician, rather plays it, summons it, without sacrificing a card. Because it's a high enough level monster, typically you'd have to sacrifice a low level monster, but instead... Dark Magic Curtain lets him pay half of his remaining life points. I do Ta-da. want to point out uh, Dark Magic Curtain is literally, the card that comes out is literally just a skeleton wearing like a huge skirt that it draws aside and then Dark Magician pops out of his skirt. It reminded me a lot of that uh, that Carol Burnett bit where she does uh, Gone with the Wind and she's playing Scarlet and Gone with the Wind, but she's literally dressed in the curtains. <laughs> Have you seen this? No. Uh, let me see if I can I was just it. I was thinking of a completely a different carol. A Christmas carol. Uh, it's not in every adaptation, but the ghost of Christmas present draws open his robes and there's two starving children under there. They're like need and want or something. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, here, let me send you this. Uh... <laughs> it was just like a giant skeleton wearing this like bathrobe. And he's like, behold. And he's just like flashes you and it's like what are you doing under there dark magician <laughs> what are you doing dark in magician, them you, okay? <laughs> you okay in there bud uh okay i just sent you a link to <laughs> she's it. literally wearing like a curtain rod literally wearing the curtains rod and everything uh brilliant brilliant bit uh so uh yeah so dark ma- uh, dark magic curtain uh, <laughs> opens his jacket and says, hey, kid, you want to buy some death sticks? Uh, and uh, out pops Dark Magician. Uh, Dark Magician 2. Ag- again, this is the evil Dark Magician, right? Yeah. Because the thing that we learned is that apparently Dark Magician changes based on the spirit of its... Is master the right term here? I guess. The spirit this is... of its wielder. This is the the evil dark magician from the alternate universe. He's got a goatee. Yeah, and he's like red. Yeah, right? he's As a color to... swap dark magician. It's it's so it's like it's it's like when you and a friend both want to play as dark magician, so one of you has to hit Y to change the color palette. Yeah, he looks kind of like Pegasus, actually. Oh, actually, a little bit. I could see it. Uh. At this point, too, so Dark Magician pops out, and I noticed at this exact moment, there's a there's a really upsetting shot where Arcana's eye, Arcana's eyes open up very wide, but Arcana's wearing a mask, right? That big sort of awful striped mask, right? That pointy, stupid thing. Yeah. Yeah, I don't really know what that's based on. It's like a a, a circus mask, I guess. Harlequin? I don't know. At this point, I noticed that the eye holes on the mask also open and close with his real eyes. 
Because I, I realized, too, I, I realized, like, oh, wait, wait a second, he's wearing a mask. He opens his eyes. How do I know that he's opening his eyes? He's wearing a mask. There's I shouldn't be of, able to tell if he opens his eyes. Yeah. There's a lot of close-ups of his face in this episode. Too and many. Spe- yeah, specifically a lot of close-up of his eyes. And you can see that his, li- his eyes are, like, bloodshot, or they're, like, they're like tense. There's, like, little lines all around the edges. Did you notice that? Yeah, I couldn't I couldn't figure out what the name for that effect was. It was like they were trying to add depth to his eyes, but they put they put eyelashes basically on the whites of his eyes. Yeah, he looks stressed and ill. Which, which fair. Yeah, fair <laughs> and accurate. Uh <laughs> he says, This is it, the final performance of Yugi Moto in you know, the Arcana yeah. voice. This is uh, it! The final performance of Yuki Moto! Thank you. God, it's, there's something about that voice that just... Mm-hmm. Ugh, ugh. My sweet uh, Catherine soon will be reunited. <laughs> <laughs> Need to take a drink of water after doing that. Uh, so Arcana plays uh, another card here called Anti-Magic Arrows, uh, which also destroys Yugi's two face-down cards that he'd played earlier. Uh, and it reminded me a lot of, um, <laughs> have you seen Jet Li's Hero? I don't think I have. Oh, uh, spoilers for the movie Jet Li's Hero. Uh, it ends with a lot of arrows. <laughs> boy, a lot of arrows sure fly in that movie at the end. Who boy. <laughs> Seek uh, and destroy my arrows. Because that's what does... you do when you fire arrows. You tell the arrows to seek and destroy. Because that's what arrows do. I mean, maybe he's been watching a lot of, uh, you know, like Chronicles of Narnia. Oh, yeah. Isn't that a thing that happens in those movies? Probably. Doesn't one of them get a bow that does that? Anyway. I don't think she says, I don't think she says seek and destroy necessarily. <laughs> that seems a little, a little, uh, you know, like Murdery. submarine commander. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. Firing arrows, sir. <laughs> now I'm just First picturing Sean launched. Connery. <laughs> She can destroy my arrows. Yes. Ah, yes, I have gone through the wardrobe. Uh, I have taken Red October through the wardrobe into the seas of the alternate universe. Oh, uh, there was a really good there was a really good XKCD comic this week about uh oh, <laughs> whether or not Brexit, Brexit and Narnia. affected Narnia. Oh <laughs> uh, it's a nightmare. The real world's a nightmare. Uh, so, Dark Magician, uh, the the Dark Dark Magician. Evil Magician. I feel like we need to put it like italics on it or something. Dark Magician goes to attack Yugi, but is stopped mid-track by Arcana's Dark Magic Curtain, which is somehow still on the field despite being a magic card. Yeah. Uh, it turns out uh, this old chestnut, the text on the card gives the power to both players, and it allows Yugi to summon another Dark Magician by paying half of his life points. The card itself was like, uh-uh-uh, you, you have to wait for Yugi to see if he wants to summon a Dark Magician too. Can't attack yet. It, it all but does, because it does, it does, there's like a hand motion. I don't know that it's a it's an uh uh necessarily, but it the 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 dark magic curtain, the thing that I can't 
unsee as being skeletal Carol Burnett, uh, uh, floats Carol over. Bonnet. Oh God. It floats over and it all but says like, don't do the crime if you can't pay the time. Ha <laughs> ha. And, uh, uh, you know, it, 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 anyway, it's a goofball is what I'm trying to say. Uh, oh, that wacky dark magic curtain. Oh, the, <laughs> you know, up to its old antics. Uh, and so, uh, Arcana says, well, wait a second, hold on. I'm the king of dark magic, dark magicians. Uh, and I was told that you only had one dark magician in your deck. Yugi has an amazing, amazing line here. It's so good. I, <laughs> it's a, it's a line that can be used in many settings throughout your day. I am going to start quoting it in my daily life. You're partially right, but mostly misinformed. And, and he goes on this whole spiel about how, yeah, he only has technically one dark magician, but he has a variant right. of the dark magician, another type of dark magician. And Arcane is like, you lie! What are you talking about? I would know as, if there was another kind of dark magician. <laughs> as someone who writes emails for a living, the phrase, you're partially right, but mostly misinformed, is something that I so desperately want to use hourly. <laughs> uh, uh, but I know that I shouldn't. Um, but yeah, so so Arcana is like, well, you know, hold on. I don't think you heard me earlier. I'm the king of dark magicians. I'm the king of dark magicians. I know every dark magician card there is. Every single one of them bows to me the king perhaps you didn't see the sign i put up of dark magicians perhaps you didn't read my name card <laughs> you didn't see the sign on the door as you walked in <laughs> uh and uh so yugi says yeah oh yeah yugi says you're partially right but mostly misinformed and yugi plays for her first television appearance first time on camera dark magician girl Dun, 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 dun. There she is. Look at her. Whatever the fucking Miss America pageant song is. Uh, Dark Magician Girl hey. has appeared. It's that girl who's in all the lewd fan service. Who's that girl? <laughs> Dark, it's Magician Dark Magician Girl. girl. Uh, yeah, Dark Magician Girl, the, the de facto inventor of fan service. <laughs> Uh, she has a full-on, like, Sailor Moon transformation sequence. She, like, she appears really in silhouette with that, like, pew, pew, like, starburst behind her. And then, like, the silhouette fills with color, revealing Dark Magician Girl. And she, like, flies around and does a pose. And there's, like, a pew, like, you know, transformor- transformation sound effects. And there she is. And there she is. And it's it's fine. Yeah. It it's okay. The whole time Arcana's watching like mouth agape and he goes, It's true, a female dark magician. <laughs> yeah, he like his last sentence was telling Yugi that he's lying. But like he is literally about to prove you wrong, so why would you say something like you lie when someone's literally about to play a card? That will reveal if they're lying or not. 
Anyway. Also, like, how... How did he not know about the existence of this card? Yeah, it's liter- Dark Magician is literally right there in the name. It's right there in the name. Dark Magician Girl. It's in, like, alphabetical order after Dark Magician. Right. Like, you do, a, you know, even a, a cursory search, and you're going to do, like, what? Dark Magician? What are the other Dark Magician cards? Are there if any you search, Dark Magician cards? If, if, you, if you pull up the list of every Yu-Gi-Oh card, and you type in Dark Magic... You get like Dark Magic Curtain, Dark Magician, uh, c- c- Curse. I don't know. I was trying to think of the the old one, but that's like Dark Sage or something, so that wouldn't show up. And then Dark Magician Girl, right? There aren't that many Dark Magician cards out there, is what I'm trying to say. And here's Arcana saying like, I know all of them. Uh. <laughs> What? Dark Magician but girl? That's impossible. That's impossible. I've never heard of such a thing. So, like, okay, fine, cool. Yugi has yet another card that was lost to legend. That he just pulls out of nowhere that we've never seen before. Right, that's the other thing I was going to say is, how has he never played this card? Yeah, in all the duels that we've seen. That's why I I know... Completely making up... I, I feel like at this point, Yugi's deck is just cards, like four cards we know, and then the rest is just whatever the writers need at that exact moment. <laughs> it's like a whole deck of, uh, uh, like when you get a blank card and Cards Against Humanity, and yeah. you're supposed to write in whatever. Yeah, they're plot cards at this point. It's all which, plot device. I mean, if you have a show about a card game, I, I you're you're welcome to have a few of those. That's fine. Yeah. But... Where has Dark Magician Girl been this whole time? Is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> to the point where, like, I was surprised a few episodes ago when we were talking about this before, when we realized that this was her first appearance in season two. Yeah, for such a famous character. Season two. Such a famous character. I was flabbergasted, gobsmacked, even. You can smack your gob on your own time, but let's do this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Zip. Uh, so, um, God, Tyler, not on camera. <laughs> uh, so, uh, Jimmy, you just covered your camera. <laughs> uh, so, Dark Magician Crawl comes out, and Dark Magician, uh, Arcana's Dark Magician attacks. Uh, and he says, Well, okay fine you have a monster out it's impressive it's dark magician girl it's whatever dark magician is still more powerful than dark magician girl right sure uh, by like how does he 500 know? attack points the, the the digital beep boops i don't know doesn't doesn't matter somehow he automatically has gained all the knowledge there is to know about this card that he literally just discovered existed uh but he says okay dark magician has 500 more attack points than dark magician girl this sort of explosion happens as the two collide in dark magic magic <laughs> uh and uh one of them comes out victorious jimmy can you guess who in the show called Yu-Gi-Oh is going to emerge victorious is it the plucky young uh hero known as yugi moto or is it the creepy 
kind of old, greasy-looking really? magician named Arcana. <laughs> the really mentally unstable clown man who tied this kid to a buzzsaw. It, yeah, he wins. That's the end of the show. Goodbye, everyone. Ta-da. <laughs> it's like... Whenever you're listening to this, Yugi's soul is still in the Shadow Realm, so just think about that. <laughs> good night and good luck. Uh, May we all avoid such a fate. I completely lost my train of thought on what the joke even was here. Oh, yeah. Uh, Dark Magician Girl wins. Yeah. <laughs> surprise yeah dark magician uh it turns out has a special ability which is actually kind of dark when you think about it Um, it is uh maybe that's why uh start it is dark dark magic it's not light magic magic. it's pretty dark uh for every dark magician in the graveyard dark magician girl gains 300 attack points damn and our literally kid, gaining power from 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 her, her dead fallen, co- uh, colleagues. comrades. Yeah. yeah. Um. But Arcana is like, how is this possible? You only had one dark magician in the graveyard, and then they spend like two full minutes oh. going back and forth about math, which is super boring. But uh, Yugi reveals that it's not just his graveyard; it's all just the card graveyard, all cards. N- Named Dark Magician count for this Dark Magician girl's attack power. Yet and another you... instance of Arcana thinking that a card's rules only applies to one side of the field and it applies to both sides of the field. Yeah, and so Arcana has this vision of Dark Magician girl, like standing resolute, and behind her is like the ghost of Yugi's Dark Magician, and then behind her again appears the ghost of his own dark magician whose soul he ground up into sushi <laughs> and fired like, like a t-shirt a, cannon at yugi we as a, a weapon a... <laughs> <laughs> just a soul burrito crammed into a t-shirt cannon and blasted across the field oh god Thunk. damn it uh, just a, anyway just that pissed him giant off giant dual splooge um so I I feel like we need to pull a screen cap actually of this scene because it's it's very much like if you if you picture Dark Magician Girl is like us mm-hmm. and then she has like the devil and the angel on her shoulders like that's what this scene is uh, or that that vision that he has right um, but then Dark Magician Girl uh, uh, breaks free from this vision and and suddenly we're back in real life and she attacks Arcana directly uh, and takes the rest of his life points do, 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 do. but wait that's <laughs> not the end of the episode <laughs> when you die in the game you die in real life in this case because the buzzsaw gets closer <laughs> and chops your legs off but not for like five goddamn minutes i know so okay so here's the thing so there's a lot the that whole, goes on the whole conceit here let's remind our, our listeners is that there are these buzz saws that are imbued apparently with dark magic energy uh, uh, uh and if they touch you you uh your soul is is untimely ripped from your body and sent to the shadow realm uh you are locked in and at your feet is a box that only opens 
with the key inside, it only opens uh, once your opponent is reduced to zero life points and the buzzsaw has hit them. Mm-hmm. So in order to, to free yourself, you have to win. Yeah. So at this point, all of that should be happening. But instead we cut away <laughs> to build dramatic tension. Uh, and we get a, a really nice brief shot of back in the city, above ground. Oh, I do really want to point out this great like parting line that oh, Yugi has for Arcana. When you mistreat your cards, you pay a high price. You lose. <laughs> Winners don't use cards. Uh, you know, and it it is <laughs> it is high price. Uh, we come back to the city <laughs> where Mokuba, Taya, and Grandpa are looking for Yugi, and Tristan pulls up on his motorcycle and he says, "Hey guys, what's up?" <laughs> and they say, "We're looking for Yugi," and he goes, "I'll help you." Yep. That's the that's the whole scene. That's very nice. He's like, hey, what's going on, you three? And they're like, Yugi walked into a weird circus and then disappeared. Wiggity wiggity what? <laughs> and then Mokuba further explains that his brother like tracked him to this building's basement because it's like the only other building in the city capable of running duels on it. Bootleg he did his whole software. Re- reverse Google search. Uh, <laughs> we cut back to Yugi winning reverse the duel. Reverse duel search. Oh, God. <laughs> Yugi wins the duel. Yeah. Right. No big surprise there. Arcana is surprised. Uh, <laughs> but at this point, the dark energy discs are getting closer. Arcana is, like, contemplating the end of his life. Uh, and apparently... They take so long to reach him that both characters separately monologue at each other. Yeah. I didn't even write down what they're monologuing about. It doesn't matter. It's just like, it's more of the same, right? Where where Akina's like, no, I prepared. This deck was built for me to defeat you, and I am the person who must be the winner because I have the the love of my life that I need to save and I was being mind controlled by Merrick and he just like re-explains his whole deal. Yeah. And then Yugi monologues in reverse being like this is why you can't trust Merrick and this is why magic is bad sometimes. <laughs> Except for when I do it then it's good magic. And the whole time the freaking dark energy discs are just waiting for them to finish like you done? C- can chop your legs off now. Send your I'm shoulder shadow realm. There's somebody else, right? There's got to be like a third party. There's like an operator somewhere who's yeah. like fallen asleep. He's like turned around and getting a sandwich. <laughs> and like, like the knob that controls the the disc is like just sitting there. He needs to turn it all the way. There's like a, there's like an out to lunch sign hanging <laughs> from it. <laughs> He's just like uh, on break. It it gets worse too because before the dark energy disc gets closer. Yugi's key box opens. <laughs> He's a union a dark energy disc operator. He gets his lunch breaks. <laughs> you could take it up with this with the supervisor. <laughs> uh, so, so Yugi's key box opens, revealing a key and a locator card because that's another thing that he needs. And then we cut away again to, for more tension, and uh, the rest of the gang. Uh, uh, 
run downstairs in this building and they find the question mark door that uh, that Yugi walked through before that took him into this whole one ring circus. Uh, and they can hear the soothing hum of the dark energy discs. And they comment on it too. They're like, what's that weird humming noise? And it just goes, cuts back to that. Mm, yeah, it's kind of nice, a soft like, like breeze sort yeah, of noise. Yeah. Sort of a sort of a, a cool ocean wind. Mm-hmm. Uh and uh from the other side of the door, back in the in the wandering circus, Arcana shouts for help. Ah, oh no, help me. But it's it's all completely a ruse because an X-ray shot and his own inner monologue reveal that he has a spare key hidden in his sleeve. So he's not super dumb. He's just mostly dumb. He's just mostly dumb, except for, Jimmy, can you describe this key for me? Because what the hell is going on here? The key is wearing a hat. The key has a little hat that matches his own. Why? For the aesthetic, Tyler. For the aesthetic. Are we in Kingdom Hearts all of a sudden? <laughs> it's like when you get the, the boss key in Zelda and it's like evil and has spikes on it. Yeah, but it's You gotta case, do it for the aesthetic. But it's a top hat, Jimmy. <laughs> why why go through all the trouble of making a little top hat for a key? Because you're a magi- magi- blah, magician. I almost Fair. said musician. Maybe he is. Because you're a musician. Maybe he is. <laughs> Maybe that's a thing that musicians do. Who can say? Uh, so Arcana reaches to use the key, pulls it out of his sleeve. But at that exact moment, Merrick takes control of his body and prevents him from moving. Uh, more than that, Merrick does so much mind control on Arcana that he convinces Arcana that the key isn't there. He can't see the key anymore, even though he's holding it in his hand. And Merrick actually convinces him that the key doesn't exist. So Arcana opens his hand and drops the key that, yes, does actually exist. (laughs) And he's like freaking out the whole time because he just realized he's going to spend eternity in the Shadow Realm because he he made this stupid contraption that traps him in uh, the Shadow Realm. And wouldn't you know, he's going to get trapped in the Shadow Realm. Like, why don't you just stick your face in a bear trap and then get surprised when it closes on you? Like, this is, this is a hundred percent that, like, surprised Pikachu meme, right? Like, (laughs) this is exactly that. Builds two person trap for myself and my enemy. I I fall into trap. Surprised (laughs) Pikachu. (laughs) Like, I don't know what else he expected. I don't know what else he expected. So, uh, so Merrick's mind control anyways is, is messing with him. And I, at this point I do kind of feel for him. I'm generally against mind control. It's not a great thing. Uh, and, uh, Yugi, uh, opens his key box, uh, unlocks himself, transforms back to little Yugi, uh, and then dashes over with his, his little child legs, uh, to Arcana, picks up the key, unlocks arcana just in time apparently a full i don't know five minutes after this was supposed to happen uh just in time for the saw blades to miss arcana it, the the saw blade operator was in the other room like was looking up for from his sandwich or he was like 
on his phone or whatever. And he's like, oh, shit. <laughs> he has to, like, crank the knob real fast. <laughs> oh, shit, it's over. Uh, and so Arcana, uh, uh, his hat falls off. Quick uh, question. Uh, Could Yugi yeah. have transformed the whole time and then just because he's suddenly much literal, much smaller, just, like, escape the shackles with his tiny child legs? Because the trap that, was meant for the legs of a grown adult. That is an excellent Not like a three-foot-tall child. I mean, the, the real answer is no, because Yami is honor-bound to complete the duel. Yeah. <laughs> there is no way he could have transformed. But also, yes? <laughs> but also, also he could have. But also, yeah. But also, also no. like, there were so many things. There were so many ways this could have been avoided. Like... For example, uh, the conveyor belt that pushed him into the manacles that he was in, or the shackles or whatever they're called, uh, only went one direction. He could have just stepped to the side. Yeah. <laughs> and avoided this whole stepped situation away. entirely. Away from he the ankle grabblers. Just he step over him. Waited 30 seconds before going into the creepy tent. And then when Taya and Grandpa got there 30 seconds later, they could have been like, hey, that tent's creepy. Let's not go in there. And he would have said, yeah, maybe not. And then we could have skipped this whole thing. Anyway. Uh, so he dashes over to Arcana. He saves Arcana. Arcana, his hat falls off, revealing a horrible purple ponytail because, of course. Yep. Uh, and he runs over to where Catherine... Uh, has been sitting the whole time. Catherine again is, uh, not his wife, but his girlfriend or whatever his girl, true love, former former assistant that he is in love with, mm -hmm. who left him. Uh, oh, after he was horribly burned. Oh, that's right. I was after forgetting badly, his stupid badly burnt and disfigured. <laughs> um, and uh, uh, he is only serving Malik, Malik, Merrick. <laughs> Malik, who's Malik? Rami Malik. He's only serving Rami Malik uh, because. <laughs> hey, I'm uh, Rami Malik. <laughs> he's he's only serving uh, uh, Merrick because Merrick has promised to get Catherine back, right? Uh, which brings up all sorts of other ethical dilemmas. Yeah, but make him, uh, make her love him again using mind control, which right ugh. is the implication. Uh, and she has been sort of tied up in a in a chair behind a curtain this whole duel uh kind so of ominously backlit so you can see yeah. her silhouette yeah uh sort of a sort of a what's behind door number two kind of thing uh so arcana runs over rips away the curtain and uh sort of barrels into catherine revealing that she has been a mannequin this whole time wow who would have possibly guessed of course uh everyone who didn't see this coming two episodes ago please raise your hand now we can't see you uh, because this is a audio medium but also there are none of you uh yugi sort of comes over uh, offers to help arcana uh but merrick takes control again uh and uh, you know arcana starts like twitching and and standing up again uh, I do love the way that Yugi comes over here, though. Yeah. It's so pure. He walks over and sees this, like, insane kidnapper man just blubbering over a mannequin. And he's like, hey, you okay? <laughs> hey, uh, you just tried killing me uh, and, you know, uh, separating my soul from my body f forever. Uh, but 
Are you good? You just tried chopping my legs off with a buzzsaw. You, you all right? You need a hug, <laughs> buddy. Hey, you want to go get a drink after this? Oh, let's get some coffee. Uh, so. <sighs> Jeepers, Mister! Jimmy... You want to go to the arcade? <laughs> uh, at this point in the episode, so so Merrick takes over, and Merrick uh, confronts Yugi. I got to be honest with you. I completely lost focus in this part because it's like five minutes of Merrick monologuing. This is Merrick's villain monologue. About stuff we already know, like how he wants power and he needs the millennium items and Yugi has a millennium item. Yeah, all the same stuff we've heard before. He was raised with the sacred the sacred texts, the sacred scriptures. I, I will say I did I did like that part. His family is like the attendants waiting for centuries uh, to bring the pharaoh back. Um, but how they've had like no, they've gotten nothing from it. And so they deserve the power. And specifically, he deserves the power. Right. He does pull a bane on Yugi. He d- he does do a, I was born in the sacred scriptures. <laughs> you merely adopted them. I was uh, born in the ancient Egyptian bullshit. You, you merely found a puzzle. Uh, but he, he just goes on and on and on about how he needs to collect the chaos emeralds and get the infinity gems. And <laughs> Once I have all the infinity gems, Gotham will be mine. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, and, and, uh, oh, you wrote down the other important part. The other important part here is that he can't do any of this unless he beats Yugi in a duel. Yeah, I guess Pharaoh power works on Harry Potter wand rules, and he can't get it unless he defeats Yugi in a duel monsters duel. Which he goes on to specify he isn't planning on doing anytime soon. He's just going to send various minions after Yugi one at a time instead of just finding this child and dueling him himself. Right. Right, you know, because cause why why do the work yourself? Yeah. We're we're basically in like Highlander mode. Like this is the quickening. Yeah, and they have to sort of face off in, in more and more duels as to they get, get the closer Pharaoh to power. Each other. He's going to need the Millennium Puzzle and all three of the Egyptian God cards, and with their well, powers that... combined, uh, he is God Pharaoh. Right, right. He needs he needs the Millennium Puzzle. And all three Egyptian god cards to get the rest of the Millennium items. Because when he gets the rest of the Millennium items, then he'll have all the Pharaoh's power. He needs to 100% this game to unlock the secret ending. Right. <laughs> there's a there's a part of there, too, where Yugi's like, but that power belongs to Yami. Kind of, <laughs> kind of implying, like, hey, that was my evil plan the hey, whole time. I wanted to obtain all the Chaos Emeralds. <laughs> Which, like... Well, no, that's not what we want either, because then Yugi's the villain now. <laughs> and then it's a show about Joey, and no one wants that. Uh, so he ends it with, this is the, the one thing that I, I kind of wrote down. He ends it with a bizarre line. He says, I promise you, by the sands of Egypt, the Pharaoh's power will be mine. That's a nice... Uh family-friendly curse by the sands of egypt 
It's like um, in Tintin when Captain Haddock swears all the time, but it's just like random nonsense words that he pulled out of Merlin's a dictionary. Beard. <laughs> Cattywampus. Troglodyte. Cattywampus is a good one. Usurper. <laughs> Billions Trainer. of blistering blue barnacles. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm picturing Merrick as Captain Haddock. Just a drunk I mean, sea captain all the time. It's only an improvement he does have a pirate ship he does have a pirate ship so that's one thing is it shipping Uh, opium maybe oh maybe uh merrick reveals that uh one of his mind slaves he calls them uh, uh one of his mind slaves that's known as the quiet one is already in battle city and has an egyptian god card and yugi's like who's the quiet one what egyptian god card and merrick goes I don't have to tell you. <laughs> that was just a little hint. See you soon. Have fun. This is this is what's called a teaser. <laughs> uh, and then he, f- he just... mentally fucks off, I guess. <laughs> yep, he returns from whence he came, and then uh, Arcana just collapses. And that's it. Ta-da. So now I'm picturing a scenario where Merrick wins and gains all this like awesome god power and like ascends and like goes on TV and declares he's now the king of all Earth or whatever, and then Kaiba just nukes him from orbit with one of his bajillion satellites. <laughs> it's like he's got ancient pharaoh powers. You're expecting a laser from space, asshole? Because you know he's got one of those. Isn't that kind of just the plot of the movie? Yeah, Which is like, hey, of. here's 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 ancient pharaoh powers arising. Well, let me try and let me try and nuke this real quick. <laughs> Let's go Let's after there in a helicopter. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so the rest of the gang breaks into the room. They kick down the door, and Yugi, who's <laughs> hunched over Arcana, <laughs> who's collapsed over this mannequin, Yugi looks up and goes, "Hey guys." Yeah, in this insane like clown circus surrounded by like buzz saws and there's i noticed there was like a guillotine hanging on the wall and stuff and he's like oh hey how's it going as if nothing has happened uh we we fade out from that to merrick and his uh sort of right hand man uh whose name is odion odion yes so that was confusing for me. I went back. I, I didn't have subtitles on for some reason, but I had to go back and listen to it because Odeon is the name of a, a, a chain of uh, movie theaters here. Oh, really? Yeah, <laughs> they're very nice. They're like a they're like equivalent to like a Cinetopia. <laughs> oh, nice. Uh, uh, but I was like, the the movie theater. <laughs> this is henchman. <laughs> oh, okay. Come gonna, now, Regal gonna... Cinemas. Let us take over the world. Hobbs and Shaw. (laughs) Uh, So. Jojo Rabbit only in theaters this November. (laughs) Bring me the large popcorn. So Merrick calls Odeon to see uh, what time Jojo Rabbit's playing. Uh, (laughs) And Merrick says that his first concern is Yugi and the Millennium Puzzle. Then he's also like, nah, but keep an eye on his friends. Then Odeon's like. Uh, what about Kaiba, the only other guy who has, like, an Egyptian god card? And Merrick basically says, yeah, I don't give a fuck about that guy. I'll deal with him that, later. That'll happen in due time. 
But first, keep an eye on these non-magical dipshits. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which, to be fair, if there's one thing that we learned from season one, friendship is magic. Yeah, keep an eye on these meddling kids or you're going to get stabbed in the back. Right. Uh, Merrick stands up from his like weird throne thing and he walks across the room to this... I thought it was a table. Yeah. It's like a giant glass table. It's an enormous, like, display case. Lauren can probably tell you exactly what kind of table it is. I mean, I think a display case, like, probably sums it up, right? Like, it's clearly for displaying something. But it's meant for, like, displaying, like, a person-sized object. But then, like, right right in the middle, there's, like, one little card. Right. It's very much like uh, we've been rewatching The Office again. And there's that that episode where they all have to get uh, security badges. And they take their, their photo, and then Jim gives Dwight one that's been, like, over-laminated. And it's this big, clear thing with the tiny little card in the middle. <laughs> it's that. It's that, just, like, more so. Uh, and so he pulls out the one little card in the middle, and it's the Winged Dragon of Ra. The, the other Egyptian god card. Um, so now we know that Kaiba has... Obelisk the Tormentor, Merrick has the Winged Dragon of Ra, and this other person, uh, the Quiet One, has... Pardon me. My, my, my dinner has something to say, <laughs> apparently. Uh, the, the Quiet One has uh, Slifer the Sky Dragon. Because that's sure. a name that fits. Uh, Slifer no slifing. <laughs> thanks. Uh... Merrick drops his cloak, revealing a huge, like, back tattoo. Tyler, I almost did this off mic, but I was saving it for this exact moment. I am going to Google Merrick back tattoo to see if anyone has gotten a back tattoo to match. Oh, please. Please do. Well, what do you know? Not only have multiple actual people gotten it done, you can also... Get a Sims mod for it to give your Sim the back tattoo that Merrick has. Does it... Here's the... Okay, here's the first question that I have before we get to the more obvious ones. Does the tattoo mean anything? Because it's like hieroglyphics, right? Yeah. Um, Does it translate to anything? I'm pretty sure it's a copy of the hieroglyphics we've seen in, like, the flashbacks. It's got... Um, all three Egyptian god cards and then in the middle where we usually see the Millennium Puzzle there's like an onk okay so no it doesn't it probably is just total gibberish made up for the show oh dear yeah but the, there are several human people who have done this to many themselves many you nerds you I, weebs it is cool like that's- but like that's, okay, Come on. I will give you that. I, I, I don't want to shit on this too much because it is a cool design. It is. If this is something where, like, this character means something to you and, like, this this symbolism is important to you, like, yeah, get a back tattoo of it. Like, that's fucking rad. But I'm looking at this, like, dweeby mind control child. I'm like, yeah, all right, bud. <laughs> cool. Mr. Egyptian back tattoo. All right. Oh yeah, back to the actual episode. He just kind of, he's monologuing the whole time, but like, 
physically. He just drops his cloak and then just stares at the ground for a second and then just gets really mad. He just glares <laughs> into the distance. <laughs> Shirtless. Because that it's was like important. He, it's like he... He just gets so enraptured in his own monologuing that it's it's probably it's probably not even that the cloak dropped intentionally, right? It just accidentally fell off and then he looks down and he's like, "Why is my cloak on the ground?" <laughs> he just got really into his monologues. He really did. Uh but yeah, then his like third eye opens and he gets angry. Uh and that's the episode that's the episode back tattoo da, 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 da. jimmy what was your favorite part of this episode hmm i guess my favorite part would have to be uh dark magician girl finally appearing uh even mm. though i will temper that with she just kind of appears for like a minute and like for a reveal of this like famous character i was some- expecting something a little more dramatic than she just comes out and one shots a monster and that's it. And then we never see her again for the rest of the episode. Yeah. I don't know. It was cool to see a, a famous card appear for the first time on screen. What was your favorite? Yeah. I mean, I agree with you. I think Dark Magician Girl is a is a, a high point of the episode. I'm going to also say that my favorite was a real brief part of the episode. Hmm. I really just like every scene where Tristan pulls up on his motorcycle and takes that goddamn helmet off. Cause like, where's that hair go? Where's that hair go? It's always where's per- that hair go? Perfectly spiked whenever it comes out. But he looks good doing it. He does you know? look cool. Like this is a side of Tristan awesome. we never got to see last season because he was wearing his cloak and like running around on an island. But now yeah. we get to see this cool high school kid pulling up on his motorcycle, helping his friends. And like. Being a good friend, yeah. you know, he pulls, he sees, he sees his friends clearly concerned and he pulls up on his motorcycle and he takes off his helmet and his pointy hair says, hey, what's up? <laughs> Tristan is the Ryan Gosling of this world. He really is, though. <laughs> so that was my favorite. Just, just that nice little cutaway there. Um, how about your least favorite? My least favorite was a freaking uh, blue discs. The Blu-rays, if you will. The Blu-rays. <laughs> Whoever was... Con- I thought it was Chase just like us. an no, automatic no, Blu-ray. mechanism, but I guess whoever was controlling them just completely dropped the ball. All the effort just and like so pageantry bad. that went into this trap. And not only does it not get who it was intended for, both people get out of it okay. Right. A completely fail... A total failure of a trap. Like, if I came across this puzzle in D&D, I'd be like, whoever built this room had no idea what they were doing. It was like, this is clearly the, clearly the DM fudging some dice rolls to right. let us escape. Give the illusion yeah, of danger. Like a, this is like a rejected encounter. Right? Yeah. Like, this would, be, this would be an encounter that's left on the editing floor in a D&D manual. But, good background noise. Good background noise. Soothing. What was your least favorite? So there's a part in uh, the duel earlier that we brought up where Arcana goes, this deck was built for me by Merrick specifically to beat 
Yugi's deck. Mm-hmm. Merrick has mind control plus the rare hunters plus the hacked Kaiba system. There's no way that Merrick didn't know about Dark Magician Girl, right? That's true. Did he purposely set Arcana up for failure? That's what I'm saying. Like, he seems kind of angry about it at the end. But was it secretly the plan the whole time just to off this guy? Yeah, for a deck made to counter all of Yugi's stuff, he sure put in a lot of cards that, like, also affected Yugi's stuff to give Yugi more power. Right. Because it happens multiple times just in this episode. And, like, if so, what purpose does that serve? (laughs) Is this just three episodes of stalling? Huh. That's a great question. Is this just Merrick being like, well, let's just let Yugi dangle a little bit? Yeah, I don't know what purpose that would serve. I have this I have this magician in my service that I need to get rid of. <laughs> this guy's being obnoxious. I'll just let him do his thing, and if he beats Yugi, fine. And if not, he gets to have his soul sent to the Shadow Realm for eternity. No skin off my back. It's a living. <laughs> sure, why not? Yeah. So that's my worst. Just thinking about that. That's going to keep me up at night. The fact just, that you know. we watched this whole three-part episode for no reason. For probably no for reason, yeah. For zero reason. Yeah, have, we haven't really learned anything that we haven't known before. Uh, it didn't teach Yugi any lessons about anything. It was just putting him in danger with wacky magic tricks. Huh. Yeah. Really makes you think. Now I like... That's Miley's favorite. Retroactively dislike this episode even more. (laughs) Since you have brought (laughs) this to my attention. And you said it wasn't possible. (laughs) Uh, right. Well, that'll do it for this episode. Uh, Now... A few episodes back, I brought up the idea of doing a new segment uh, wherein we get uh, some actual Yu-Gi-Oh cards and some Yu-Gi-Oh cards that are made up by us and our listeners, and we get my partner Lauren to come in and figure out which is which because it's hilarious, uh, and she's pretty bad at it. Uh, I We're not going to do that tonight. Uh, partially because uh, Lauren has been a little under the weather. You can probably hear that I'm getting a little sniffly as well. Uh, partially because it's so like 11.40 p.m. Also, it's 11.40 p.m. Like, she's totally in bed. So we're going to skip that this week. But Sorry, Lauren. But I did want to shout it out. Uh, I did want to shout out James O. Uh, James, I don't know if you want your full last name to be, like, revealed or anything. So I'll say James O. James O? To, to differentiate you from James B here co-hosting the podcast uh uh james emailed us uh, a whole list of fake Yu-Gi-Oh cards oh boy so good oh i'm excited so good and they were like it took so long to google them and make sure that they weren't actual cards so thank you thank you for your service 
uh, these card names will be used in that segment moving forward uh, when we're able to do that. Oh, it's going to be good. So uh, I, I, I asked Lauren about it and she was like, uh, I can't tonight, but next episode. <laughs> so that brings us to it's time for the monster bracket. Jimmy, this week, we did not write intro text for these cards. We didn't have time to write intros, but they're both cards um, we've seen before, aren't they? They're they're both cards we've seen before. I'm going to tell you, I don't think these need big, flashy intros. I think these stand on their own. The cards that are battling this week in our monster bracket are, are duels uh, uh, to see who is the best card of Season 2. This week, it's Jinzo versus red eyes black dragon oh fuck yeah finally some actual like competition right out of the gate holy shit i as soon as i started thinking about this i i don't know i'll tell you right now i do not know which way i'm leaning uh jinzo is a level six machine effect monster with 2400 attack and 1500 defense and red eyes black dragon is a dark dragon monster with 2,400 attack and 2,000 defense. Oh, this is a tough matchup. Yeah. So For those who don't remember, Jinzo is the one who looks like a friggin' Cenobite. Right. The horribly... Yeah, that's basically yeah, the whole look right there. Covered in yep. spikes, covered in leather. Uh, he's apparently very angry, and all the veins on his head are standing out underneath his horrible Bane mask. Uh, red eyes black dragon looks exactly how you would expect a red eyes black dragon to look. It's yeah. spiky. It's angry. You gonna get you. It's basically just like Mecha Ridley. Yeah. Which is cool. Don't get me wrong, but that's that's what it is. The card text on red eyes black dragon says a ferocious dragon with a deadly attack. Check check. Uh, card text on Jinzo says trap cards and their effects on the field cannot be activated. Negate all trap effects on the field. That's pretty, pretty good. Cool. Pretty good. So I noticed that their attack uh, powers are exactly equal. I was about to say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're equal attack, 2400. Red Eyes has a slight lead in defense, 2000, as opposed to Jinzo's 1500. But... But Jinzo has yeah. the anti-trap thing, which I feel makes up for that 1,500 points of difference. That's a, a good and useful mechanic. Oh, it's only five. It's only 500 points 500, of difference. Yeah. What did I say? Yeah. I, 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 oh, you said 1,500, oh. but I know what you meant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I, think, I think you're right. I think that makes up for it. But also he looks like that. But also he looks like that. Ugh. I mean, also, that's how he looks. <laughs> that's what he looks like, though. I mean, I feel like, given that we're in the Halloween season, that gives him an edge here. But oh, that's true. That edge is equally matched by Red Eyes Black Dragon, who is also spooky and is also uh, Joey's card. It represents Joey's fighting spirit and his friendship with Yugi and all that, because right. he gave Red Eyes to Yugi, didn't he? Uh, well. Red Eyes was taken from him yeah. in a duel that then Yugi won back, and Yugi offered it to Joey, but then Joey said, no, 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 you keep it. So it's Yugi's fair and square, 
but Joey's going to look like the good guy. Yeah. Man, uh, this is a close one. I feel like close... both of these are great, scary-looking cards. They are. They are. And I, I was thinking earlier, like when I realized that this was going to be the matchup, that these are both... These are both cards that fit very well into the t-shirt rack at Hot Topic. <laughs> yes, they do, don't they? And I even started looking through, like, you know how the Yu-Gi-Oh! website has selfies mm-hmm. uh, uh, for each card? Like, Jinzo has two selfies, right? And Red Eyes has a, a bunch. But everyone looks kind of equally happy, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, some of these people aren't even smiling at all. They're just like, yeah, these are my cards. My cards, here they are. The ones for Jinzo, I feel like what they lack in number, they make up for an enthusiasm. Like, the dude on the left in Jinzo, the the, the first person here, is holding up, actually, (laughs) I just realized, is holding up both Jinzo and Red Eyes Black Oh, man, (laughs) how can we choose? We should ask this guy for his opinion. yeah, figure out figure out how to get a hold of them. Uh, so, but the thing is, is like then the second person is. <laughs> it looks like they're shirtless. They're shirtless in their bedroom with a Call of Duty poster on the wall. But they are they are up. hyped. There, there are five cards that they're holding up, fanned and blocking their mouth, and then it's just eyebrows raised very high. They're very enthusiastic about it. Yeah, they're like, oh yeah, you see up. these. It's Jinzo, Dark Magician Girl, Dark Magician, Black Magic Ritual, and, uh, oh, Magician of Black Chaos. All the big, cool, powerful cards. All the big, cool, powerful cards. And I feel like the enthusiasm there makes up for the lack of number. Yeah. Everyone's got Red Eyes, Black Dragon. I will say this. Okay. Oh, no, go ahead, and then I have I have something that I think will sway you. Conceptually, I think Jinzo is a more interesting card than Red Eyes. Because, okay. But that might just be because I don't really care for dragons one way or another. How do you feel about dungeons? Usually pro-dungeon. <laughs> pro-dungeon. <laughs> pro-dungeon, anti, anti-dragon. That's the, the James <laughs> ticket. That's your new. Uh, that's that's your my new campaign bio. slogan. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. No. Tyler I, is know, soft I, on dragons. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was about to agree with you. I feel like even though Red Eyes Black Dragon is iconic, you know, I'm thinking back to when we talked about Blue Eyes White Dragon. Mm-hmm. Blue Eyes White Dragon, iconic. Uh, uh, that is that is the monster that people think of. I think Red Eyes is very similar. It's a good but foil to Blue Eyes. A great foil to Blue Eyes. I think that that would be a really cool matchup later on. You know what's but what occurred to me? You would huh. think that Blue Eyes White Dragon would be the quote-unquote good guys card because it's more like bright colors. And, but Red Eyes Black Dragon is like the cool anti-hero because it's like the darker, edgier version of Blue Eyes. Don't don't even get me started. I had this exact same. I, I continue to have this exact same argument every time I watch a Star Wars movie. Because why do the good guys have green lightsabers? The bad guys have red lightsabers. But the good guys 
spaceships fire red lasers and the bad guy spaceships fire green lasers. That always bothered me with the turbo lasers on the Death Star. Why? Why? Why does that happen? I'm sure there's a perfectly logical explanation that George Lucas wrote 30 years ago, but that's fine. It's all in the uh, kyber crystals. <laughs> uh, okay. I will say that while Red Eyes is iconic, the effect of Jinzo and the effectiveness in the episode where Jinzo was revealed, like that whole sequence where they had the roulette spider and everything, that was super cool. Also, I was looking at the alternate art for each of these cards. So Jimmy, if you go to the you go to the Yu-Gi-Oh website, mm-hmm. right? And you pull up Jinzo and you go to uh it's right next to the Konami logo. It says view TCG info. If you like down at the bottom or no, so, no no no. So if you're looking at the, the Jinzo picture, yeah. just top of the page, the big Jinzo picture, to the right of that you have all the stats. Mm-hmm. And then the bottom of the stats should say view TCG in- info. What the f- Oh. That's because I already clicked the link and I was like, what are you talking about? Oh. <laughs> yes, I'm here so on the if you, card database. Okay, so so that'll take you to uh, db.yugio-card.com, the Yu-Gi-Oh card database. Super cool resource. Uh, and you see on the left, it has the Jinzo card art, yes. right? And it says sample. You can click the second image under that. This is way this better. Is, this is the alternate card art for Jinzo. This is amazing. This is like some like Jack Kirby shit. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. That like 70s sort of mechanical look. Yeah. And it's it's Jinzo with his arms crossed sort of gripping the air and then there's these lightning bolts yeah you know grabbing orbs as you do when you have powers orbs this jinzo should be airbrushed on the side of a van that's exactly what i was gonna say because i was thinking okay both of these fit hot topic Mm t-shirts which of these would i want to airbrush on the side of my van which one would you wear as a hoodie I think it's this version of Jinzo. Because if you look at, you do the same thing for Red-Eyes Black Dragon. Mm. There's four different versions of Red-Eyes Black Dragon, but they're all a dragon with a black body and red eyes. I do I do want to point out, in Red-Eyes defense, the fourth uh, alternate card art is pretty cool. Yeah, it's a lot the, better yeah, than the Yeah, the one where it's like standing. Yeah. It's pretty it's Standing it's pretty on like some cracking lava and it's like, a gout of flame is bursting forth and it's like standing in a cool pose, but it's still just a dragon. It's still just a dragon. Jimmy, do you think, I think we need to call do it? We think, I think we need to call it then. I think it's got to go to Jinzo then. I think it's got to go to as Jinzo. As cool as Red Eyes Black Dragon is and what it means in the spirit of Halloween and in the spirit of this bitchin' card art that I need on the side of my van or as a blacklight poster... Ah, oh, there it is. It's a blacklight poster. That's what it should be. It's got to go to Jinzo. Got to go to Jinzo. All right. And with that, it is now very late, and I need to stop recording. <laughs>
Thank you, everyone, for putting up with our hiatus. Thank you for listening to this episode. We make this show for free. That's why we go on these hiatuses. That's why things like life can get in the way. Uh, But also, I'd like to take this moment to remind you that if you are the kind of person who likes to support art, support podcasts, please don't support this one. Uh, We make this show for free. We don't do ads. Please send that money someplace where it can be used, uh, such as Trans Lifeline. Uh, Trans Lifeline is also hiring right now, so like, just go to their website anyway. It's a great organization. Uh, donate it to the Yellowhammer Fund. Donate it to Pancreatic Cancer Action Network. Uh, so many great places uh, that we link to in all of the posts on our website, which, if you want to visit, is heartofthe.cards. Uh, you can email us. We're always available for email at youactivatedmypodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at yampod. That's Y-A-M-P-O-D. Jimmy, is there anything that you have to plug now that we're at the end of the episode? Uh, Well, my other podcast is also on hiatus uh, because... Mistress podcast. (laughs) uh, There's a lot of stuff that's been going on uh, there. Um, We've kind of put, we've kind of shelved our campaign for a little bit because our DM has uh, created an entirely new setting for a world that we've been playtesting for fun where it's all, it's like the same world as our podcast, but like a thousand years in the future and everything is steampunk. Ooh. Okay. Uh, So we're just having that, just playtesting it, having fun, you know, playing D and D for fun, like normal people. Um, Weird. But also (laughs) what's that like? (laughs) But also, she's going to get married on Halloween, so uh, there's a lot of stuff going on, and we might yeah, not I'd, have I'd new that, episodes for a while. But. That probably takes up some time. Yeah. But uh, for those who want to get caught up uh, and be kept in the loop when new episodes come out, that's D-A-H Podcast on Twitter, yep. right? Dungeons Against Humanity, wherever fine podcasts are sold. Awesome. All right, so next week we're gonna get back to weekly i think i hope we'll try uh next episode (laughs) he said non-committally uh next episode we're gonna be talking about season two episode 14 uh which i have not even looked up yet jimmy have you looked up the name of this episode no what is it uh if it'll load oh god um it's Yu-Gi-Oh! It's... Come on, Netflix. Don't fail me now. Oh, God. <laughs> oh! I just uh, looked it up. You know what yeah, it is? It's it's called Playing with a Parasite, Part 1. Guess who's back? It's our oh. old friend. It's our old friend, Weevil Underwood. <laughs> My very favorite president. <laughs> All right, well, we'll be talking about that episode next episode. And until next time. You're partially right, but mostly misinformed. <laughs>